0: Colombia in Indonesia is created and produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia with the main goal of discussing culture, trade, traditions and related topics between both countries. Welcome back to a new episode of Colombia in Indonesia. Today I'm being joined once again by Juan José Torres, the co-host for the podcast on this season, and we want to make a change in the way we have been doing this season since we will be talking about a very special department with a lot of history, culture, and geography. To be in tune with this episode, it is important to understand the geographical and historical context of this department, starting with the temperature. A large part of the department lies in a geographical area known as the Cundiboyacense Highlands, And as the word Altiplano says, it is a relatively flat area in the high altitudes of the Colombian mountain ranges. On average, this area is about 2,500 meters above sea level. For this reason, it is a cold climate zone. For many who are listening to us, it is possible that they believe that this zone is hot because it is in the tropical country of Colombia. But in reality, it is a cold zone with temperatures between 5 degrees and 19 degrees, sometimes less, sometimes more. For this reason, it is a cold landscape with a totally different look to the other landscapes like the rainforest or the beautiful beaches. It is another way of seeing nature. Being at a high altitude, these landscapes have a different feel. There is a lot of greenery that comes together with the high mountains around. These two factors come together with the blue sky and the cold.
1: I hope you like that song that we just put but we will talk about that later in this episode for now we will still are talking in this podcast about the towns with historic centers so Boyacá has five towns with these historic centers being Isa, Mongui, Tunja, Turmequé, and Villa de Leyva. Part of the change we are making in this podcast is that we realized that many of these heritage towns share a similar story, from colonial times to independence and contemporary times. That is why we will focus on showing the reason why each town is unique even though they share a common history. To understand the difference between each town and why they are part of the cultural heritage, it is necessary to know the history and context of this region. Boyacá is an area inhabited by the ancient Muiscas, the most important Amerindian people of pre-Hispanic Colombia. That is why Boyacá is called the Land of Blankets, blankets that were made with the elaborate weavings famous among the Muisca's. These people had a spiritual connection with the landscape and fauna of the region. For them, the Creator God, Chimicagua gave the world lights through the condors.
0: That's right, Juan José. And as I was mentioning before, this region is known as the Cundiboyacense Highlands. In this region, there are two Muisca mandates. The first one is the Sipa, located in what was known as Bacatá, which today is Bogotá, and the Sake, located in Hunza, which today is Tunja. These two tribes were in constant conflict, and the Spaniards took advantage of this conflict to settle in the area, under the law of divide and conquer. The Spaniards liked this climate very much. They preferred the cold to the heat because there were no tropical diseases. The Altiplano was the heart of the Viceroyalty of New Granada and it was a very important region at the time. So this area became two worlds. One for the white Europeans and another one for the indigenous people. To understand mestizaje, one must understand the Spanish mentality of the time. The presence of the Spaniards was vital to achieve what is known today as the
1: Boyacan culture. This area was one where there was a lot of miscegenation. And for those who are not clear on what that means, miscegenation is when the Spaniards began to mix with the indigenous people. This created a new culture, lifestyle, and a way to practice Catholicism. And that became the new world, a third world full of culture. This became the peasant world of the Boyacan Highlands. This particular region was one of interest to the Spaniards. This was because There were many legends surrounding the high-altitude lagoons located in Boyacá. It was believed that within these lagoons was El Dorado, a city full of gold. Part of the conquering campaign of the Spaniards was in search of gold, and their presence in Boyacá was to find this great treasure. The largest of all is the Tota Lagoon. It is located at 3,015 meters above the sea level. This beautiful white beach lagoon is one of the many sacred bodies of water in this region. Just 14 kilometers to the north, we found Isa, the first town whose architecture is catalogued as a Colombian material good, and the first one in
0: our list of towns with historical centers. Right, so moving on to Isa, uh, this municipality is characterized by the preservation of its historical content which is manifested in its pre-Hispanic ancestry, rock art, myths, legends, tradition, local toponymy, festivities, and crafts such as cotton and wool weaving, using practices and looms from the medieval Spain, as well as its colonial architecture. In the municipality, there is a handicraft industry where wool and cotton thread weavings stand out. It is said that this craft was taught by Bochica a god of the Muisca's or Chipcha culture, so that the natives, in addition to making warm clothes, could have a dignified job as a means of sustenance. In 2002, the national government consecrated the town of Isa as a cultural heritage of Colombia. In 2002, the national government consecrated the town of Isa as cultural heritage of Colombia for its archaeology, its site of historical interest, its colonial architecture, its hotel infrastructure and handicrafts, its varied and exquisite desserts, its beautiful valley of willows, its nights accompanied by the watchful eyes of the olds and the simplicity and and honesty of its people, it's an ideal place for rest and recreation. The area declared as a Heritage Center site has about 80 adobe houses, including the priest's house and the parish church and chapel of El Salvador. Outside this area, you can enjoy the Piedra de Cacique and the Muisca petroglyphs, that date back to before the Spaniards. If you have a plan focused on nature, you can go to Aguas Termales, Parque Ecológico, Pozo Verde, Piedra del Divino Salvador, Cueva de Bochica, and Piedra del Diablo. The latter are also Muisca Relics. ISA is located at an altitude of 2,560 meters above sea level, which translates to temperatures in between 12 and 15 degrees Celsius, or 54 and 59 degrees Fahrenheit this cold climate gives it a beauty different from the villages in other departments that we have mentioned before. Among these beautiful towns, it's also Mongi. Monguí is the land of footballs. The vast majority of
1: micro soccer balls, a sport played throughout Colombia, where it's five versus five players playing on asphalt fields, are produced in Monguí. Since 1930, hundreds of families from Monguí have passed on the tradition of sewing and vulcanizing leather footballs, owners of an artisanal technique that has taken these balls to the Colombian Soccer League. This town was erected in 1550 by Francis sent by the Spanish crown with the obligation to open schools to teach Spanish, mathematics and religion. In 2002, The urban center of Mongui was declared a National Cultural Heritage Site, and in 2010 it was included in the network of heritage towns of tourist interest in Colombia. Among the heritage sites are the San Antonio Chapel, the urban center of Mongui, the San Francisco Church and Convent, and the Calicanto Colonial Bridge. While in Mongui, you can go to its urban center to drink chicha and listen to live Carranga band. The Carranga is a genre endemic to the Andean region. It is known as Carranga or popular peasant music. It is characteristic for being one that preaches love for the countryside, ecology, good humor, and social criticism throughout through the use of string instruments such as the guitar, tiple, requinto, and also the guacharaca,
0: and voice, but hold on, you you didn't explain what chicha is. So, for those of you who don't know what chicha is, it's a traditional indigenous drink from Colombia, which is the precursor to uh, beer in in back in Colombia. Because what the indigenous people used to do is they made um, juice or a liquid based of corn and sometimes another. Uh, they would add some fruits or root vegetables, and then they will ferment it and drink it as a ceremonial thing and also as a regular drink that they used to do. And because of the fermentation, it had a a fairly decent uh, alcohol level, and that's what they used to drink before the Spaniards came and changed our culture to different different distilled and fermented drinks. Okay, sorry for the interruption, so go ahead with the Karanga. Okay,
1: thanks for clarifying that for us.
0: Continuing with
1: Karanga... The Carranga is the identity of Boyacá. It is the music of the villagers and those who cultivate the different varieties of potatoes in that area. It is also the music of the peasants, and its lyrics usually describe the life of these Boyacá peasants. To better understand this genre, here we leave a piece of Carranga for you to listen to. Soy campesino de Boyacá, conservo rasgos del gran lincuá, tomo guarapó con maíz tostado, y pa'l trabajo soy alentado, y pa'l trabajo soy alentado. Tengo tres hijos con mi mujer, frutos amados de mi querer, Dicharachero, conquistador,
0: con las What an interesting song. Another important aspect of the Boyacense culture is gastronomy. Boyacense gastronomy shows us how the region and its history affects the food of the place and makes it different from other regions in Colombia. Among the most famous foods of Boyaca is the paipa cheese, which is a traditional kind of fresh cheese, The Boyacense Arepa, which we have explained what arepa is in the past, Um, but but this one is particularly different because it has a sweet cheese filling. The Agua Panela for the cold, which is sugarcane juice. And the Cocido Boyacense, which is a variation of traditional Spanish cocidos, which use several different root vegetables that are found and cultivated in Boyacá. Boyaca has a very important religiosity that defines Boyaca's culture as well. This religiosity revolves around the image of the Virgin of Chiquinquira. Another aspect of Boyaca culture is the pre Hispanic sport called Turmeque, but mostly known as Tejo. From there, we move on to the next town on this list that bears the same name, Turmeque. The name Turmeque comes from the Muisca language and means vigorous chief. The town is nationally recognized for being the birthplace of the local and national sport known as tejo. This native sport of Colombia was practiced more than 500 years ago by the inhabitants of the Cundinamarca and Boyacá Departments of the Cundinamarca Highlands. This native sport of Colombia was practiced more than 500 years ago by the inhabitants of the Cundinamarca and Boyacá Departments of the Cundinamarca Highlands. So in... um, order to make it easier for you to understand what tejo is you have to first imagine a 19.5 times 2.5 meter um, playing field in which on each end, on the long side, you will find a wooden box filled with clay and a metal hoop on the middle which is called the bosin. Then you will have to place some small triangular shaped fuses on top of the bosin and around the clay in the box and you will have to stand on the other end of the of the field, from which you will have to throw a metal disc, which is called Atejo, aiming to explode these small fuses or trying to put it in between the middle part of the bosin, which is one of the best scores you can get. Uh, if you had the chance also to watch the Disney's Encanto movie, there is a part in which, the when they're singing the Madrigal family song, in which some people are shown throwing some stuff, to uh, some wooden boxes, and then some um, fireworks come out. That's how Tejo is played, that's the representation in the movie for Tejo. The urban sector of the
1: municipality of Turmeque was declared cultural heritage in 1989. This sector corresponds to the main square and the surrounding buildings, and the Church of the Rosary and its area of influence. In La Iglesia del Rosario, or the Church of Rosary, you can find mural paintings with scenes from the Old and New Testament that were parts of the main church that was built long ago. Some people say that this church is the 16th chapel of South America, but I think that claim is a little bit more patriotic. Among the places you can visit are the Paramo of Guacheneque, that is the birthplace of the Rio Bogotá or Bogotá River. Also, you can visit the main park, the hill of Pozo Negro, the chapel of the Virgin of the Rosary, the cave La Antigua, and of course, you must go to play Tejo in its cradle in the Coliseum del Juego al Turmeque. With what we have talked about, You can realize that Turmeque is a town to do sports and have a nice time with the locals. But if your plan is to disconnect from everything and enjoy a place with abundant nature and spiritual energies, we recommend you to go to the next town on this list, one of the most famous towns in this season of the podcast. This is Villa de Leyva, the Pearl of Boyacá. It is a town that has much to offer while still preserving its traditional cobblestone streets and colonial houses. It was recognized as a national monument in 1954, a heritage town in 2010, and is on UNESCO's tentative list of World Heritage Sites. It is characterized by its colonial style architecture, the variety of its rural landscapes ranging from the moorland or Paramo area, with its springs and water reservoirs to the desert area and the diversity of species that inhabit
0: them. That's right, but it also stands out for its huge cobblestone main square, which occupies an area of 1.4 hectares and is flanked by all colonial buildings. Villa de Leyva is considered one of the most beautiful towns in Colombia, so much so that both its urban center and its surrounding villages are very popular tourist destinations. In addition to its beauty, Villa de Leyva has a long history which makes it an area of many contexts and anecdotes. The history begins from the Cretaceous, when this area was occupied by a primitive sea. For this reason, there is a great variety of fossils that have been recorded by research groups, among which stands out those of a 115 million-year-old Kronosaurus a 110-215 million-year-old ichthyosaur, and the three 130-million-year-old plesiosaurs. Many years later, in the pre-Columbian period, known as such because it was before Columbus came to America in 1492, according to the Muisca mythology, from the Iguaqué Lagoon located near Villa de Leyva came Bachue, a beautiful woman who gave birth to mankind. Besides
1: being an important area for the Muiscas, it was also important for the Spaniards. And this history that we told you about is shown in its places of interest. To observe the prehistoric bones, you can go to the paleontological museum on the outskirts of the town. If you want to learn about the Muisca presence in the area, you can visit the Laguna de Iguaqué, as well as the archaeological park of Moniquirá known as el infiernito or little hell where the muiscas used to make cults and fertility rituals to witness the impact of the spanish culture had on the area you just have to walk its cobblestone streets and visit its large central square other places of interest are the paris church that is located in the main square the house del cabildo and also there is the museum house antonio nariño Antonio Nariño being the first translator of the human rights from French to Spanish in America and in this house he died on December 13 of 1823. Also there is Calle Caliente or Hot Street that it is a commercial street of Villa Leba, where you can find shopping centers with a wide range of restaurants, stores of local and foreign handicrafts, modern merchandise and works of art. Also, there is the famous terracotta house and it is made entirely out of clay, following the traditional indigenous style and some people say that it looked like a house made by Dali. And lastly, among many many other places, there is the blue wells that are artificial water wells that project different shades of blues because of the sulfur present on it. Finally. We have the capital of the department, the reign chair of the Hua or the ruler of the Sakasgo in Hunza,
0: nowadays Tungha. Tungha is the highest capital city in the country, at 2,822 meters above sea level and an average temperature of 13 degrees Celsius. It is home to a protected monumental complex in its historic center and was declared a National Heritage Site in 1959. Throughout its history, Tunja has been recognized as an important literary, scientific, cultural, and historical center, and it's currently considered a university city. It is the site of international events such as the International Culture Festival of Boyacá and the Aguinaldo Boyacense. The Aguinaldo Boyacense is a time when different traditions come together. It is celebrated before Christmas because Christmas is very important in Boyacá. Being the capital of the department, makes it the largest
1: population of this list. So the places declared cultural heritage are, first, the old sector of the city of Tunja, the market square of Tunja, the Germania railway station, and yes, in Colombia there was a railroad line that crossed throughout Boyacá and Cundinamarca. Also, there is the Gustavo Rojas Pinilla cultural house, and many more. If you have the opportunity to go to Tunja, we recommend you visiting the following tourist places. First, the cloister of San Agustín, also the Bolívar Square, the well of Donato or well of Hunzawa, and the famous Boyacá Bridge, where the most important battle of the War of Independence took place.
0: All right, and with this, we wrap up this episode. We hope you like this new way of commenting on the heritage towns of Colombia. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and let us know if you have any comments. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us in Facebook and Twitter at Emcol Indonesia. That is E-M-B-C-O-L-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A. And on Instagram at MCO Indonesia. E-M-B-C-O-I-N-D-O-N-E-S-I-A. To stay in touch with us. Please share this episode. And we wait to hear from you in a brand new episode of Colombia in Indonesia. Muchas gracias. Terima kasih. Columbia in Indonesia is produced by the Embassy of Colombia in Indonesia, directed and hosted by the cultural attaché Nicolas Montoya, with co-hosting and writing by Juan José Torres. Music by Sebastián Valdivieso.